When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Had a lot of uh, really warm, warm emotions and, and a lot of gratitude for the fact that I got to play here, that I had the privilege of being here for six years. And as we pulled in with our buses, I could see that, you know, home player parking lot where I remember walking out, you know, to meet my family and to see you know, teammates and coaches, you know, the Sean McVay's of the world that you'd, you know, visit with after a game and just, uh, you know, it kind of made me emotional pulling in on the bus just thinking about that and kind of where things have gone and uh, just so grateful I got to play here and got to play for the coaches I did. I love what he's trying to play it all cool in the post-game press conference. Yeah. L- let's fire the clip from like an hour after that press conference. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> He's got his shirt off on the team plane. He's got $100,000 of frosted bling around his neck. He's got some thick framed glasses, and he's just dancing on Instagram Live. <laughs> the glasses, I think the glasses are my favorite part. Whose glasses uh, are those? Are those his? They're, they're probably his. He probably wears contacts during games and t- takes them out, maybe. I mean, they very well could be his. Or are they Dalvin's? They, are they Dalvin's glasses? Well, I. But they're normal glasses so i think they might be his he's just rocking some bivocals and and seventy five thousand dollars in diamonds around his neck i'm telling you man again embrace your inner kirk that's what he's doing and it's fun it's fun he's like the dad who is who is like okay i'll be cool you know i'll do it and it's just great it is it's it reminds me of when like when when college when college football coaches mac brown or something you know when you win a big game and the the the, yeah. the very professional buttoned up and maybe even slightly nerdy head coach comes in and they get him to dance or like crowd surf or something. Uh, it's it is fun and we'll we'll get into sort of our you know second day takes on this game here. Uh, but this is Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It's Mackie, it's Judd, it's uh, Declan over there, our executive producer. You guys are rocking your swag from the Scornorth shop there. The Victory Monday hoodie on Dex, the Purple Daily hoodie on Judd. Scornorth.com slash shop. If you are interested in uh, supporting the brand, so to speak, and uh, there's the Just One Before I Die, which, hey, 7-1 is a good start to, to make that happen. But this is Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented also in part uh, by Surly and TCL, which is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And we can't say enough thank yous 
for just the incredible day yesterday. For those of you that were that were in the building at Mall of America inside first round inside Nickelodeon Universe, uh, it was just so great meeting. I don't know couple hundred of you that packed that bar and were skull chanting for three hours while Judd waved the flag at the Surly Purple Daily Viewing Party. That was so much fun. And, and yeah, um, the, the beer was outstanding, flowing before I die. Uh, I saw some Surly Hell on tap as well, and that was great. But the best part was you, and thank you. It feels exactly right. That was just such a fun crowd. Um you know, the fact that, that they came back and won was nice, too, because for a while I'm like, this is really going to be a buzzkill if they lose this game. Yeah. Uh, but upstairs and downstairs there was packed. For, first round was great, too. So, yeah, that was a ton of fun. And, again, thanks to our friends at Surly for sponsoring it because they know how to have fun. Yes, they know. They know how to throw a party. Uh, they do, all, indeed. They proved yesterday. So, yeah, there's some clips that you can go on Score North TikTok. There's a there's a, a Judd leading a skull chant after one of the touchdowns or when they tied the game or something. So you can check that out if you want to see. If you weren't there and you want to check out sort of the vibe and the energy, it was, uh, it was awesome. So, all right, let's get into it. We have a, a million things to get into here, including another devastating Packers loss. We will have Packer Ventline for you <laughs> on Purple Daily today. But we start every Monday with our hottest Vikings takes. Judd, would you like to lead off again? Yeah, I'll be happy to come out of the bullpen with a just a heater. Just an absolute heater Here of he a comes. hot take. <laughs> this was this is no place for the weak-minded because my hottest take is this. The Vikings will be 11 and 1 after winning at Buffalo next week what? and then sweeping Dallas, New England and the Jets. This is a special season. It's really weird. Buffalo lost to the Jets. They are susceptible. Uh, Buffalo doesn't really have a second receiver. So if you can slow Stefan Diggs, you're in good shape. Um, the Vikings are finding and manufacturing ways to win. And I understand it gets frustrating at times that they don't pull away from teams. But the reality is this. They are winning games. They are finding ways to win. I have seen seasons like this before. They are very, very rare. Special things happen. It doesn't mean you blow teams out. It does mean that when the game ends, you win. I am telling you right now, I think the Vikings are going to be 11-1 and after the next four games. Wow. Um, so the Bills lost to the Jets, which you know, at least makes you feel like, well, there's sort of two ways to go with it. There's, wow, the Bills are... They're not a machine. They're a man, as you would say in Rocky Four. But then again, they're probably going to be pissed coming back home after a loss to the Jets. So that game is just going to be the hardest game on the schedule either way. But do you, are you saying this because hey, they're just kind of now they now they believe now they've got they got Kirkware and Bling on the plane, whatever? Right. Or do you think that they're that they're finding a way to create some separation in these games at some point? I do think they need to create some separation to get to like the next level of contention. Yes. I'm I'm saying this because they are finding ways to to win. I'm also saying this based um partially at least on what we're also seeing from Kevin O'Connell post game. He has this team believing in something that is a big leap of faith, but they have bought, bought in. Uh if you go back and watch the post game locker room Kevin O'Connell speech yesterday, 
He basically continues to say what fans say, but then he says, but we're finding ways to win, and I believe in you. It is the perfect balance of what players need to hear in a league where a lot of games are very, very close. Like, I think, again, I think that's the biggest misconception as well. The good teams all win by a ton, but Buffalo lost. Um, The Vikings have a better record right now than the Bills. Do I think that the... The Vikings are a superior team? Absolutely not. Do I think that they can beat them? Yes. But I think what Kevin O'Connell is selling, and it's not, he's not selling, like, in my mind, a Fleckian, uh, you know, believe in yourself, because I'm telling you, he has convinced this team and Kirk that they can do, that at the end of games, they can win. Uh, for right now, I think that's special. I think that's special, and I don't think these next four teams, any one of them is just clearly superior to the Vikings, so I think you keep it close. You have it. You can win all four. Judd, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a bit or a segment from Bill Simmons here, real quick. We're gonna play guess the line. So it's Monday morning here. We've got an early line on Bills Vikings. Oh, and I'm getting this from Action Network. What do you, what would you say the line is for this game? Uh, I have not seen this, so I am completely guessing. I am going to say it is a touchdown. It shouldn't be more than a touchdown. You nailed it. Buffalo seven and a half. Wow. Okay. So it is more. It is more than touchdowns. It's the the half point hook there. That's coming down. That's going to come. So right now it's super early, but right now sixty two percent of the bets are on the Vikings. Seventy eight percent of the money is on the Vikings. I don't know where that's going to land in a couple days, but right now, even though the Vikings have a better record than the Bills, the Bills process has been more dominant largely this season, and so they are seven and a half point early favorites. This is going to be. Such a fun week to just sort of pump this game and speculate on this game. Um, it's kind of a shame that this is a noon game, quite frankly. This is this is one of the premier games of, at least on paper, of, of the first half of the season. And it's yeah. just going to be a noon game, I guess, which is maybe good for Cousins. Doesn't I was going to say, it might be good. In prime time. I, you, you know what? I think it's good for the entire team, but I do think that there there is a level of buy-in because of O'Connell now that is that really should be acknowledged as being special. Yeah. Because when you can get an entire team to buy in, uh, that is such a huge step. Because they're you know, I wouldn't say they're a great team, but they're certainly extremely competitive. And when you have as many guys believing, I mean, and look at how much fun. Like that's the thing too is, I think people because it's professional sports and they're so well paid, they undersell fun. Fun is an incredibly huge part. I mean, these people play a child's game. They want to have fun. They want to like each other. They want to enjoy the culture and environment. He's got, for right now, Kevin O'Connell has all those things going. So, yeah. I think they're going to win next four. So, despite despite all my Kirk slander as the number one Kirk hater over the years, which is funny because I think we have have gone out of our way to defend Kirk this year and – Praise Kirk. We had a couple people step up at first round yeah. yesterday. You're already like wanting to get rid of him and stuff. And uh, <laughs> so here, here's my hottest Vikings take. Kirk Cousins has played 73 games as a Viking, including, I believe it's two playoff games, right? Mm-hmm. They only went to the playoffs that one year. Yep. So 71 regular season games and, and two playoff games, 73 games as a Viking. This was my favorite Kirk Cousins performance in 73 games. That is my that is my take this morning. This is everything that we've been asking out of him and the team. Getting smoked by a defense on the road, getting knocked out of the game with an injury briefly at one point, throwing an interception at the end of the first half that could have been this sort of devastating 
let down, right? Uh, the, the, you're down by 10 in the fourth quarter, double digits, so you're, at that point, unlikely to win the game. The crowd is mocking you throughout the game, chanting, you like that. So it's just it was just this energy of adversity and mistakes, and the defense was, and that's one of the better pressure defenses in the NFL. And it's on the road, and you're playing in your old stadium, and you're, it's just all of this stuff weighing on you. And he delivered regardless. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't shiny. It wasn't a classic, you know, noon home game against the Lions where he throws for 295 and three touchdowns and no interceptions and barely gets touched by the defense. It was a messy, murky, mistake-filled three hours for the Vikings. And Cousins emerged from it with some big-time throws. He got off the mat. He grabbed his mouthpiece. He threw it back in, and he put the gloves up. And it was, quite frankly, one of the best, most resilient performances, I think, despite the numbers not looking like, you know, a peak Kirk Cousins performance. It was my favorite Kirk Cousins performance in the five years he's been here. That was the game of quarterback plays. That's a quarterback's game. Like, that it takes guts. It's ugly. You get beat up. Um, that was, if, if you want to... If you want to earn the respect of your teammates, that's the game that they look at, not the shiny game. They look at that game and they're yes. like, oh, wow. Um, the other thing I love, too, and it didn't work, but O'Connell praised it in his post game, and he's exactly right. The chance they took to Jefferson on the ball that got picked at the end of the first half, O'Connell said, that was exactly what we wanted. Kirk did a great job there. So, yeah, that was... That to me, that game was such is such another in the progression of 2022, and and this Kirk, which is in my mind a completely different Kirk. Like when pe- people are like, I'm seeing now, you know, and you guys said that Kirk wasn't good. No, I was saying that this this Kirk was there, and that's all we were saying mm-hmm. is unlock this Kirk, damn it, and they have, and that to me, uh, when you watch him get blasted in the ribs, he can't breathe. Gets back up, sits out mandatory one play, comes back in. I'm with you completely. I was really impressed. Yep. All right, Dex, what is your hottest take? All right, I'm going to take something similar to what Judd said and just morph it into something else a little bit. Uh, my hottest take is the Vikings are going to kick the Bills' ass next Sunday. What? That is my that is my hottest, strongest take. Ooh. I'm not, I, but to be clear, I didn't say that. You didn't say that. You didn't say that. You said they'd go and win, which is which is going to be tough to do. But I think you're starting to see a brief blueprint on how to beat the Buffalo Bills. By the way, the Bills have now lost to a Zach Wilson-led Jets team, which is a very good defense, but that Jets team's a lot better. But still, it's, it's Zach Wilson, who I don't know if is still the right guy there. They lost to a Tua team uh, when Tua was healthy with the Miami Dolphins that aerated them as well. I think you can see a performance where the Vikings are now 7-1, and one, and they're galvanized, and Kevin O'Connell has them believing. Kirk Cousins is doing the awkward dad dance on the airplane. I think this is striking towards a, to what Judd is saying, that this is a buy-in factor, and you're going to go into Buffalo and make a humongous statement. RG3, I think, tweeted out yesterday that the Vikings are the most disrespected 7-1 and team in NFL history right now, okay? <laughs> I think this is time for the Vikings to make a statement, and I think they do have the capabilities to go in there, shock the world a little bit, and beat up the Super Bowl champions, and the Vikings win by 10 points. I, I think they're going to do it. I mean, get the flag. Oh, Get the flag. Did you leave, did you leave it at the bar? Yeah. No, no, Stella was playing with My 
arm's still tired from yesterday, by the way. It is, yeah. It's, you probably haven't had that much rotator cuff action in uh, <laughs> quite some time since you were the third base coach for uh, Declan's softball team. Yeah. Just waving everyone home. Come on, Declan. Waving Go! 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 No! Go! Stop! Uh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so hard to predict what's going to happen because there, there is another level to this Vikings team that we haven't seen yet, and it could be unleashed at any time. Or they could just have a reality check game, yeah. which wouldn't be the honestly it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you had some sort of reality check game that it was like a step back to take two steps forward. But uh, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So wow, so Judd's got him on eleven and one. Declan's got him beating the Bills by double digits, and I have this as my this, mine was the most tepid take. Yeah. So you guys have like turned the tables on me here yeah, the last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, step up my game. Going forward. Uh, all right. Can we, before we get to the pie chart, I mean, come on. The Green Bay Packers are just an absolute <laughs> disaster. Probably, this is probably the most disastrous they've been. They had that one three win season with Brett Favre. So oh, this is five. Okay. But this is one of the maybe two most disastrous Packer seasons I can remember in my lifetime. Uh, this is Packer Ventline on Purple Day. Aaron Rodgers is off. He bounced one off the helmet. He, he missed wide open Bakhtiari in the end zone. That was well short. The, 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 the touchdown pass that should have been a touchdown pass that was defended because it was a short toss was all Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to call in for four weeks and saying, hey, this guy is the problem. And I'll tell you, Matt LaFleur, he needs to fire some fire in this team. There's no passion behind him. Here we go. Go, Pat, go! Here we go. I love this point. The no passion. Leslie Frazier got this every week. He's got to get mad at the sideline, man. You see, he never gets mad. He's not getting mad. If Kevin O'Connell ever loses, we will get that on Kevin. He's he not getting mad. He, he looks passion. Yeah, he looks like he's pissed all the time. He's always yelling at <laughs> officials, and yeah. he's like sternly talking to Kirk after bad drives and stuff. Yeah, he's he's, cover, he's covering his that. mouth with the play sheet respectfully, so he doesn't. Yeah, you know, I just love. Up. I love the my team sucks in part because my head coach lacks the passion to make them good. I will say the first part of that rant was accurate. There's a lot of yeah. Packer fans that have just been seething about Aaron Rodgers for years yeah, because he's just slowly turned weirder and more distant and unsure of whether he wants to commit to Green Bay, the organization and the fans, right? Spends his off seasons in California. He's, he's just not, he's not the Green Bay guy that Brett Favre was. And I think they've known that for a long time, but he's been so good. And now that he's showing his age at age 38 and he's, he's right. as pissed as he's ever been. These fans have been ready to unleash on him for a long time. Uh, that's courtesy, by the way, of uh, 620 w- uh, WTMJ Radio. Let's hear some more. Go, Pat, go! This was 1970s-era Packer Lions football. Homer's old love to remember it. I am. It was brutal. The talent on this roster is bottom of the barrel. Aaron and uh, offensively, Aaron and Devontae helped hide it for many years. The rebuild, which many, including myself, believe should have started after last year's playoff loss, has to start tonight. Not next week, not next month, tonight. All right, what do you do? I have no no confidence in Brian Gutenkunst or Mark Murphy's 
leading the rebuild. Tonight. Tonight. It's Sunday night, though. No, I don't care. Tonight. Can we just get a day off and start Tuesday? No. It must happen tonight. If Packer fans start to reference the 70s, that is the dark ages. The 70s, and I mean, you you guys weren't around for it, but the 70s and 80s of Packer football was absolutely disastrous. Well, I think like they're, they they're going to enter that again here at some yeah, point. They had no shows. Like this whole thing of, you know, nobody could ever get into Lambeau Field. It's always been too difficult. There's that a 95-year wait list to even get into the upper yeah. deck at Lambeau. If you want to even walk by Lambeau Field yeah. on the outside, there's a 20-year wait list. Okay. Let's I'm going to tell down. you right now, there's a, there's a fighting chance Vikings fans are going to have no problem for the next X amount of years scoring tickets to Packers games. Yeah. In Green Bay. So that fan, these Packer fans are so just, their perception of what is real in the NFL is so warped. Can you imagine wanting the, he said last year the rebuild should have started. What are you, you're, seriously, dude? You're, Aaron Rodgers is coming off back-to-back MVPs and you're clamoring for a rebuild? Dude, you should be yeah. holding on to this and milking this for as long as you can. They should have traded for a receiver or something at the deadline. Like, you should be trying to milk the last year or two out of one of the great quarterbacks of all time. And instead, you idiot fans in Green Bay are clamoring for a rebuild. Okay. All right. And did did you see the the report, I think it was on one of the pregame shows yesterday, about how the Steelers did the Packers dirty? So they had, the Packers were actually offering more draft picks to the Steelers for Claypool. Wow. And the Bears came in and were like, we'll make a trade with you and we'll give you this. The Packers... We're offering more draft picks, but the Packers said, you know, if we give you a chase Claypool, you might win some games, and your draft position's going to go up. It's going to be, it, it's or down. It's it's going to be worse for us. We would rather trade with the Bears because they're such a dumpster fire. Oh, the, so the Steelers, the, the Steelers wanted so the, the Steel, draft position. So the Steelers wanted the draft positioning, not the draft picks. Okay. So the Packers actually, now the Packers very conveniently right before the pregame shows leaked like how hard they, they worked to try to curry favor. But I do believe that the Steelers said, okay, yeah, you're going to give us an extra dra- draft pick, but the Bears are horse bleep. We'll take their pick. Hilarious. So there's all these sort reports of- yesterday that the Packers were, they were they were close on Claypool and then they yeah. were close on Waller. And it was it was a very Minnesota Twins like yeah, day. Gonna, oh man, Zach, we Wheeler. came so close on yeah, Zach Wheeler. You Darvish was yeah, yeah. just about to sign. I've been duped by that it. before too. So all right, uh, we're gonna get to a pie chart here. It's Judge turn for the pie chart of praise, and it's gonna be presented in part by our friends over at Underdog. Any any fun tickets over the weekend? Oh, that that. Who did Taylor Heineke hit to get the big touchdown on the fifty yard uh, fifty yard line? Yes, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, old Dex yep. tweets was tracking through a nice little three item parlay win, and then Taylor Heineke and that diet Brett Favre nature and that and that GD ref cost Dex a yeah. great leg on that underdog parlay. But that's the cost of doing business sometimes with underdog fantasy. You can join underdog fantasy with promo code SCORE. S-K-O-R. I saw a bunch of listeners sending me slips yesterday, so they were uh, getting some wins in there. Join Underdog Fantasy with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy and the Underdog Fantasy app. Uh, also, our friends over at Nutrisource are powering the energy and digestive health of our dogs, the official dog food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily and Maya and Stella. Again, it's all about digestion and gut health. That's one of the core tenets of Nutrisource foods. This is the chicken and rice you see in front of Maya on the YouTube channel here. And those training treats are nothing to 
to bark at Judd? Yeah, so uh, you're you're here, uh, not at, at home, Phil Mackey, but uh, let's just say at uh, 5.30 this morning, I got the wake-up call from that little girl right yes, there. Yes, let's get it. She gave me the wake-up call. She said, you know what? I want to go outside, and I want to eat, and what I want to eat is my delicious Nutrisource, of course, what she goes outside to, the training rewards treats are hers as well. She has uh, figured out a very, very um, uh, nice schedule for her, not as much for me, but it's because she loves Nutrisource, and I love the fact that she's healthy because of Nutrisource. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you, whether it's in the state of Minnesota or outside, Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. All right, it is time for the pie chart. Now on Mackie and Judd. If you wanted better charts that you could see the fine print on. The pie chart of praise. You should be singing his praises. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. When they win, it's a pie chart of praise. When they lose, it's a pie chart of blame. We've only done one pie chart of blame through the first, like, two and a half months of the season here. So, or two months or whatever the hell it's been. Uh, So we rotate every week. It's now the wheel has landed on Judd. The pie chart is yours. Pull up a chair, boys. We got lots of pie to go around for the this victory. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. Lots of pie to go around. We're going to start out with uh, four slices of 10% pieces of pie. Whoa. So we're going to about small. How many, how many slices of pie are we at here? Uh, I think we're at seven. Seven? Seven pieces of pie. We have a lot of pie. pie. There's, a lot, there's, of pie. There's, a lot to go, there's a lot to go around here. There's a lot to this team is seven and one. They are finding ways a to win. A slice per win. But when you find, yes, but when you find ways to win, that means a lot of people are in, involved. It's not like one great day. Uh-uh-uh. Kevin O'Connell. It's a lot. Okay. So, and I'm nine game like, balls. Yeah, yeah. like nine yeah, game 14 balls. 14 game yesterday. balls. Ziggy was dancing, too, in the locker room yesterday. And and what's fu- funny is uh, two weeks ago at his postgame speech, O'Connell said, I'm going to have to lessen the game balls because I found out they come out, out of my check. What? The game balls come out of, according to what he said, and he didn't look like he was joking, the game balls come out of the head coach's check, but he didn't know that until one of the equipment guys had to go and say, you know, those are coming out of your... Can't the owners pick up that tab? And they might be now. Cheap wills. Because Declan's right. I was amazed. I'm like, dude, how How many many game game balls balls are you giving out? Can I have one? Yeah. I mean, I'll take one (laughs) for waving the flag. Those are nice footballs. Yeah, they are. All right. First chunk, 10% slice of pie, goes to Daniil Hunter. Uh, dare I say he's back? Two sacks. I thought he looked fantastic. He's now up to three sacks. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess without watching the film here and say that teams, that, that the Washington Commanders, shifted their focus a little bit more to Zadarius Smith. See, this is, this is the potential pick your poison. Uh, because while Smith had a nice game, I think that after he basically destroyed the Cardinals that the commander said, well, we can't let him destroy us too. Well, and so <laughs> it didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> the PFF grades are out and we'll, we'll save and, the overall okay. grades for Judd okay. to guess them tomorrow. But, okay. uh, it was Zadarius Smith that had nine pressures in that game yesterday. Oh, so wow. This is okay. where so I might be totally wrong. Hunter yeah. got home. Hunter, Hunter yep. had seven and Hunter got wow. home twice. But Zadarius had three quarterback hits. This is what's kind of sometimes, you know, there's yep. a million things happening when you're watching a game on TV. And it's like, oh, Daniel Hunter got two sacks, and maybe Zadarius wasn't as good, but Zadarius was everywhere. He just didn't get home. So, so both guys six, were dominant yesterday. So a combined 16 pressures. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That's, that's fantastic. That's All insane. Right. Yeah. 
Nonetheless, 10% to Daniil Hunter, who had a very nice game. 10% off the field. 10% chunk of pie is going upstairs. Quasi Dofamensa. Wow, oh, wow, yeah. Uh, the TJ Hawkinson trade. Um, don't sleep on that. I, I, I mean, the man had Sit nine up. catches on, what, nine targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that trade, you know what? I mean, for we're seeing more trades at the deadline now. But I think it's a it was a really impressive and necessary nod to okay, we might have thought that we were going to be competitive and pretty good, but we're six and one. And what do we need? Irv Smith is hurt. We need a guy. And, and I also like, and this is where I think there's some give, give and take with Kirk and O'Connell. You know, T.J. Hawkinson is a Kirk guy. Like that's a, t- a Kirk target through and through. <laughs> so uh, the fact that I don't think Rick Spielman makes that trade. I don't think that he no. makes the trade in the division. I don't think that he was a big deadline guy, aside from Moss, but that was still really Childress's team. So crazy. 10% chunk of pie. Deadline deals? That's a baseball thing, but in this case, it's a Viking thing. Yeah, giving giving a quarterback who likes the safety blanket of a tight end an explosive yard-chunking tight end was a brilliant chess move by the Vikings front office. 25 years old, too. It's not like he's... 29, 30, and at the back end, he's excuse me, got probably five years left of of good tight end prime remaining. And as you've continued to say uh, as well, Phil, a lot of upside too. Like he is potentially an he is a good player, but his his ceiling has not been explored. It might be now, and that's why ten percent of the chunk of pie goes to not surprisingly T.J. Hawkinson. Nine catches, seventy yards. Um, also, and I do believe the Vikings do not win this game without him. Three catches on that last drive. Yeah. So so the winning drive that uh, culminated with the Vikings brilliantly going into no score, despite what fans said, and then Greg Joseph kicks the field goal to essentially end it. T.J. Hawkinson, three catches. T.J. Hawkinson, you get a 10% chunk of pie. And he did get a game ball as well. Final 10% chunk. Um, been seeing notes about this already. You guys said Harrison Smith was done. You got, you know what? Sometimes we're just wrong. Sometimes you hold on to a player, and you and the last three games he's got a pick. He has been sucking oxygen the last two games because he's returned the ball so far, and he's old. He's still skilled. Uh, but but yes, Taylor Heineke's pass was a terrible pass. But nonetheless, when a guy throws a pass and you knew it was coming, the key is to be opportunistic. Pick it off, and in this case, I believe Harrison Smith took it to the twelve yard line. It was great. It was exactly what the Vikings have to, to have. It's exactly what they wouldn't have done in the same game last year. Ten percent, Harrison Smith. Wow, All right, love it, love it. Now we're now we're ascending. Chef Chad. We have uh, we have three pieces of pie left. Okay, the chef's, the chef's doing some math on the fly here, maybe. No, no, no. I, I made sure last night that this worked. Stella I would never it. do Don't math on the fly. Yep. So make sure. uh, Stella's like, yeah, you got to tweak this right here. You're an <laughs> idiot. All right. Uh, 15% chunk of pie. It's bigger, but and he didn't have a huge role, but his role was enormous when he was called upon. Uh, coming off a game in which, and yes, from 50 plus, he's still a problem. I don't think it's gone. But Greg Joseph, 15%. Uh, because both his 25-yard and and then uh, to end the game, essentially, 28-yard kicks had t- tremendous pressure. We talked about this on Friday's show. The turf is not great there. Um, 
he he's a guy who's been struggling and was under a lot of pressure and a miss on either one of those kicks would have been devastating. He didn't miss them for that, for coming through when I'm sure his heart was racing. Greg Joseph gets a 15%. Wow, how low has the bar been set for Greg Joseph that we're giving him a bigger chunk of pie than the four guys you just mentioned for making kicks under 30 yards? Did his job? Made his kicks? I'm I'm fine with it. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Uh, Well, the bar has been... The thing, the thing about that is, is that's not just the Greg Joseph bar. That is the Vikings kicker bar, which at times scares me probably more. So let's just say if he had missed either one of those kicks, unfortunately, while we would have been disappointed, we wouldn't have been shocked. So the bar, the bar moves not just based on who the kicker is, but just the fact it's a kicker. Yeah. He made them both. Mm-hmm. All right, twenty percent chunk of pie. The next two might surprise you guys a bit, not based on who they are, but based on the chunks. But I believe it's important. 20% chunk of pie goes to Kirk Cousins. For all the reasons that earlier in the show in his hot take, Phil said. Um, everything, he did not have a great day. And his team didn't. But you know what he did? He won the game. And, and he is now up to eight game-winning drives in the last two years, fourth quarter or OT, and he's at four this year already. Yeah. Seven and one, he's at four. Um, this is what I wanted. This is what. This is why I blasted the statistics. Um, I wanted Kirk to be able to operate under pressure. Uh, the playing hurt thing, just to be very, very clear here, to split hairs, the playing hurt thing is not rare. This guy doesn't miss games. So, like, his toughness did not – it impresses me. It doesn't – Surprise me. But Kirk Cousins has now led four game-winning drives with pressure, and I don't care how they look. I don't care if they culminate in touchdowns or field goals. I care that they got the points. That's impressive. Yep, he, he leads the NFL in fourth-quarter comebacks this year. If you go back to last year, he has seven fourth-quarter comebacks. The first three yep. years as Vikings quarterback, he had three combined. So yep. this is... I still find it funny. The are, are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about Cousins? No, we were actually dead right the first three years saying there's there's another level here that needs to happen for him to be worth the contract for the Vikings to win more games. And it's funny. Here's the, here's the hilarious part about this. People would sort of let him off the hook because he'd be great statistically between the 20s or before the game was close at the end or whatever, the first three years I'm talking about, 18, 19, 20. And then they would blame everything else for why things would fail in the last two minutes of a half or the last four minutes of a game or whatever it is. Well, the offensive line, well, this, this, this. I mean, Ezra Cleveland had a zero grade in pass protection yesterday. Cool. He was the worst (laughs) offensive lineman in the NFL yesterday. And Kirk Cousins rose above it and won the game anyways and made plays and hung in there and took... You know, took yeah. hits and everything. Yep. And so you don't need conditions to be perfect to play well at the end and to make things happen and to put the team on your back. And that that aspect was just kind of missing for the first three years from his game. And it is absolutely there this season and for parts of last season. So and part of it is Kevin O'Connell, I think, just giving him more weapons and tools and just some creativity and the red zone and, and different things. Um, but I, I think if if you were like defending Cousins the first three years, you don't get you don't get to now do a victory lap 
because he's a different right. guy in those situations. So I think people need to calm down a little bit on on that front. That's all I got Did to say, say about zero? that. <laughs> yeah. Did you say zero? He had a zero. Grade. He gave up nine awful. pressures, which was I think the most of any lineman yesterday. It's it's on a your grade is on a curve, and uh, he he had an F. <laughs> <laughs> he went off the curve. He's been largely good this season, but yesterday was wow. was a problem for him. The Rock knows how you feel about right. pie. So the last piece of pie, if you've been doing the math yeah. along with me and Stella, is a 25% chunk of pie. And that piece of pie goes to specifically Kevin O'Connell's composure and tone that he has set for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's absolutely huge. And and he said in his uh, postgame speech to the team yesterday that when the Vikings were down by, what, 10 points, he said, I told somebody we're going to win by three. And I didn't do it because I was being flippant. I didn't do it. I just have a belief in this team's ability. And that belief with athletes to me goes a long, long way. I I mean, Kirk Cousins, no matter what we want to debate about what O'Connell has meant to, to Cousins' actual physical play, and I think it's been a you know, important for sure. Uh, Kirk Cousins' mentality, and a, and a lot of guys, not just Kirk, has changed because O'Connell has put a belief in them. It, and it helps that it's coming off of a year when I think that they didn't feel that, that that belief existed by then at all. But he's put a belief in them that is tremendously, tremendously important. And you create your breaks. You create your breaks. If you think good things are going to happen... Good things often do. So, Kevin O'Connell, 25%. I really believe his mentality has had a huge, huge role in the 7-1 and one record. Yeah. So, wow, there it is. There, I feel like this is maybe an unprecedented pie chart here. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. Seven slices, 10% Daniil, 10% Quasi, 10% The Hawk, 10% Harrison Hawk. Smith, 15% Greg Joseph, 20% Kirk Cousins, 25% to Kevin O'Connell's composure and tone that he has set for this team. There you go. Yep. Here's Judd's pie chart of praise. It's a lot. It's a lot of pie. It's a lot of pie because it's there's a lot season. of it to go around for this. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I mean, when you're when when you're going into Washington in a tough road game, and you're coming away with a hard fought comeback in the fourth quarter, W. It's going to be a lot of people that deserve credit. Yeah. I do want to say it's not a lot of pie. It's the same amount of pie, just sliced differently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of pie. For, uh, yes. You're right. Yogi, Yogi Berra famously was once asked at a restaurant, right, hey, yeah. do you want your pie, or maybe it was pizza, do you want your pizza cut into eight slices or six? Slices. And yeah. he said, better make it six. I don't know if I can eat eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, a, it's the same it's amount same, of pizza. Thing, Yogi. Yeah. It's a lot of slices. I'll rephrase. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. We had a lot of people, speaking of pie, people that probably aren't gorging on pie, that came up to you yesterday and said, I have lost X amount of pounds via Livia. Justin in Rochester was one yep. of them. He's lost like we 20 great, or 30 by pounds. The way. Yeah. Justin looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in fact, I, I had somebody came up to me before the, the show and said, I joined because of you guys. And then at least two more or three more folks. And folks, this is the thing. And the Purple Daily family has learned this. Livia Weight Control Center's work, just flat out. It is, as I've been saying for a long time now, it is a lifestyle change that is easy. And here's the best part. After you lose the weight, guess what? 
They help you keep the weight off. And that's the most important thing. We've all lost weight and gained it back. What do we want to do? We want to achieve the fact that the weight loss remains. And if you join right now, you'll receive eight weeks for free. So get off the couch. Like, it's it's getting cold out. So you might be like, I'm just going to hunker down here. And, oh, whoops, I gained a ton of weight. Don't do that. Livia is there right now for you. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. 855-GO-LIVIA. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Become the latest member of the PD family to join inside or outside the state. They want to hear from you. Livia.com is where you start. And business owners out there, our friends at Federated who have helped us grow our business over the past few years, uh, and their official partners with the Timberwolves, Gopher Sports, they have done an amazing job for a hundred years guiding businesses. It's just having a great offensive line, basically, that can help you navigate risk. So if you want to maximize your business and the the success of your business, Federated's here to offer that guiding hand. You can find a full list of industries that Federated specializes in at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, we have a couple more things to get to here on Purple Daily, including so when the Vikings lose, we give you silver linings. When they win, we keep it balanced, give you some nitpicks from this game. Just like Kevin O'Connell did in the post game, where he's like, "All right, we got to do this, this, this," but love the fact that you keep winning games, anyways, which is kind of the the secondary slogan for this show this year. Go win, anyways. So we'll start with Judd. Uh, g- give me a nitpick from from the game yesterday. Okay, statistically, this is going to sound weird because again, th- this guy had a b- big game. He just continues to do this to the point where I think we almost sleep on it now. But my nitpick is this: Justin Jefferson and contested balls or passes which he talked about post game Justin Jefferson needs to be even better on contested passes now the first touchdown that he caught on the nine play drive to open the game was a contested pass and he caught it and it was a really nice play and I'm not surprised um the ball that was intercepted that Jefferson tipped I think it deflected off him and it might have also hit a Washington defensive back before I think it was the safety picked it off that is a catchable ball from Kirk that was a catchable ball. Jefferson made the great grab on the great Kirk pass that Kirk got blasted on. So this is not saying that I'm down on him in any oh, way, shape, or what form. What a hater. What but, a hater. But I am all for throwing him contested passes because I have faith that he can catch them. Um, I think I counted two or three yesterday that I would have liked to have seen caught. Doesn't make it an easy play, but it makes the play that one of the best receivers in the league can make. Justin Jefferson contested passes. Nitpick. Yeah, I'll give you I, Kirk was pressured way too much in that game. He was pressured on just, actually both quarterbacks were pressured on about half of their dropbacks. So they were both guys were just kind of running for their lives. And and we know that you're never going to league average, I think, is you're going to face pressure on like 30, maybe 35 percent of dropbacks. So that's the league. There is pressure in the league. But 45, 50 percent. I get that it's a road game against one of the best pass rushing units. But you still got to find a better way to keep him clean. Um, and he was he was decent under pressure. Uh, he only completed 35% of his passes, but no interceptions under pressure. He averaged eight yards per attempt, so there was some chunk stuff that he was getting when he was pressured. But it's going to be usually it's going to be hard for the Vikings to win a road game when Kirk is being pressured upwards of 50% of snaps. So. And most of it's coming from the interior. Yesterday, there was a couple Ed Ingram plays. There was a lot of Ezra Cleveland in there, just getting kind of blown off the ball. So it just it's it's a thing to watch. They've been better largely as a line, 
and Kirk overcame it in some big spots. I think Hawkinson helped with that a lot in a couple spots too. But yeah. uh, you gotta that that can't go off the rails here in the second half of the season, or or you will lose games. My biggest one, and there's probably a lot you can go down from this game, so it was a little messy. But the the one that just stands out to me is the play design when Nick Mullins came in for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, what okay. what in what in God's name are we like? And, and we know that. All right, we know that. Correct. Kirk got banged up. There was a TV timeout, I believe, too, going into that. So there was like time to assess, and it was clear that Kirk was going to come right back into the game. And good for him. He, he should be coming right back in. Kevin O'Connell, Wes Phillips. We don't have to get cute. Just a handoff to Dalvin. I don't need the backup QB coming in cold out of the shotgun, running a tight end screen. Basically, I think that's what that was. Defense coming at him. Like, like yeah, it was forgot weird. just right. handoff. Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook, I don't care who it's going to, just an A-gap power run handoff. Why are we designing a shotgun tight end screen <laughs> for a QB that's coming in cold? It was, it was, it stood out to be the most out of everything yesterday. And they, yeah, they, and it was like second and 13 now. There was, that might have been the drive where they had, I think they lost yardage on every first down on that drive. And they still they lost scored. three yards on that play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're right about that. Yeah, that, Dex, you're exactly right. What are we doing? But here's what's weird quickly. The juxtaposition is this came from the same coaching staff that had the had the presence of mind and brilliance to go to a no score uh offense at the end to set right. up the Joseph field goal, okay. which was which fans didn't get, but it was abs- but it was absolutely the right call. Dude, people so people were booing inside first round. I think like eighty percent of the crowd because they, they were, were just confused. they were handing off to Dalvin, and then Dalvin would tap dance and then kind of lay down, and people were like, "What? What are you guys doing? Why? You know, what?" And I was trying to, I was going to get on the mic and be like, "No, this is." I was going to give my take. <laughs> like, no, they don't want to oh, hear me. Right. They don't want to hear me right now. Take. No, this is actually brilliant strategy. You see, right. they're going to milk the clock down to fifteen seconds and be up by three, and Washington's not going to have a timeout. I love that. I really thought yeah. that was because you you basically have two choices there. You can punch it in, and they would have they would have let you score a touchdown. They were kind of like not tackling Dalvin. Dalvin right. was tap dancing, and they were like, uh, what should we do? But they were screwed because time was cl- ticking off the clock then. Yes. So they had to get him down because otherwise yes. he's just going to tap dance for 10 seconds. And use a timeout. So you, you basically have two decisions because there's around two minutes left, 155 or something. They had one. I think there was 155. It was first and goal, and they had one timeout left. Yep. So you can score a touchdown, or maybe you, maybe you, you run it into the line of scrimmage. They call timeout with 150. And then you have now you have a decision on second down. You can score a touchdown, which they will let you do because they want the ball back. And now you are up by a touchdown, but they have a minute fifty to operate. Taylor Heineke has a little diet Brett Favre to him, where he just does some weird things and can can you know orchestrate game winning drives. Um, unlikely that they would have scored a touchdown. I'll give you that. But you're giving them a minute 50 left. Or you can do what they did, which I loved, which is bleed it all the way down, kick an automatic. Even for Greg, Greg Joseph has made all of his field goals inside 50 yards this year. And so we're talking about a 25-yard field goal here. You just got to trust that a professional kicker isn't going to miss a 25-yard field goal lined up on the hash that you want him to kick on, right? I get it, Vikings kickers. Um, So they wound up giving Washington like 12 seconds with no timeout to go and there's really no field goal range unless they can get out of bounds with no timeouts inside 12 seconds. So it was like they're, they're going to run one play 
and try and score a touchdown and then do a razzle dazzle. So I loved it, man. And some people were like, "Fire his ass! What's he doing?" You know, no, right. this is great. We're not used to that though. Like we're we're not used to seeing something that's so smart. Zimmer would like, not have done that, to- right? Zimmer would have just pu- just punch it in and trust your defense to make a stop. Uh, trusting your defense might- has failed a lot with the Vikings the last couple of years. <laughs> Yeah, and Heineke, you're you're right. You know, he scares me enough. Like, I don't think he's going to beat you, but the thing is, he, he can either make an incredibly stupid decision in play or just, I don't know if luck is the right word, but just make a play yeah. and it works. And, and now, and now, oh, my God, they just scored a touchdown. And think about all the other things that could happen. So you, you get the ball back. There's a minute 50. Defense is going to, you know, Ed Donichel going to play a little soft coverage, keep everything underneath to keep the clock ticking. Well, they could chunk here all of a sudden, boom, Scary Terry picks up 18 yards. And then someone, you know, Curtis Samuel picks up 20, and now yeah. there's 55 seconds left, Whoa. and they're at the 40 yard line, and a pass interference call happens. Like, why even yep. open that door, right? And don't forget, Kevin O'Connell in that game had seen an official create a pick that resulted in a touchdown <laughs> on Just, a play yeah. on a play that was a hail mary pass. Yep. that was triple coverage, actually quadruple because the official was in on the play. Too. <laughs> yeah, the, so the trusting your defense thing too. Just score a touchdown and trust your defense. Okay, well, that's that's one form of trusting your defense. Another form would be run the clock all the way down, kick a field goal, and then trust your defense to not give up a 75-yard play to end the game with 12 seconds. Like, yes. I trust my defense in both spots. It's great, but I'm going to trust my defense more with 75 yards to go and no timeouts. And, and you know what he did, too? And I actually like this a lot. He... To use your phrase, he trusted the professionals to do what they're supposed to do. So, does Greg Joseph scare me a little bit? Of course he does. But you know what he said? My my kicker can make that kick. Then he had Joseph kick off into the end zone for a touchback, where a lot of coaches would have squib kicked and gotten cued to, to be like, we don't want the returner to get his hands on the ball in a game in which the commanders got a big return, I think 45 yards or something, mm-hmm. to open the sec- the third quarter the point being is instead of like trying to get like really like okay here's what we're gonna do and then we're gonna squib it he he did go with the no score offense but after that he basically said all right everyone do your job i'm not gonna get cute here because yeah. like the squib kick we've seen it not work before well, and what if what if someone picks it up and then rumbles to the 37 right and now we're down to maybe eight seconds left and again, all of this is unlikely, but and now there's eight seconds left and you run a deep out with one second left. The ball gets caught for it's a 20 yard gain. And now you're kicking a 58, 60 yard field goal. Again, unlikely, unlikely, but just kick it through the back of the end zone. Make them start at the 25. Trust your trust your defense to not give up a 40 yard reception out of bounds <laughs> with no timeouts. What do we always say? Do your job. Do your job. He basically said that. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and then one more thing here. We've already kind of touched on it. The what are you doing guy of the week. I think it's got to go to that referee that stumbled his way into that that mishmash of four players. And he winds up spear. He basically Roman Reigns speared Cam Bynum and took him out of the play. And right in the gaping hole where Cam Bynum was set to jump up for the easiest interception of his career. He gets wiped out by the Roman reigns of officials or the edge of officials. And, uh, and, and a gaping hole opens up and the ball just goes right. Was it Curtis Samuel goes right into his bread basket. 
just an incredibly incompetent play. I mean, what are you doing? Why are you that close to those? You could you could have stopped at like the 20 and just observed everything that was happening over your head, right? Why are you running into the end zone with them? Just stop running. Just hit the deck, dude. What are you doing? What are you his doing, name guy? Is, his name, the guy is Steve Patrick. Steve. And that guy. And Steve, Steve. Steve. My man. That is... I've watched that play 20 times now, okay? Because it's the most remarkable. Now, look, officials have previously, this this happens. It happens in hockey. It happens in football. But I kept watching it because Cam Bynum's eyes are on, and they should be the football, right? He's not looking to his You mean he's not looking for the 10-yard line to reach up and grab him by the the angle? Exactly. And so if you go back and watch it, Steve Patrick is looking right at Bynum, and I have never seen a guy, I'm going to get, give him the benefit of the doubt, freak out and literally like <laughs> runs right into him. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't collide in like, an, oh my goodness, it? it's too bad. He, watch it. He like goes, oh my God. And then he like runs into him. He, he set just a pick short circuited and freaked yes. out, man. Well, is there any reason that. why you don't just procedurally? I've never refed a game in my life, so I don't know. Those I'm sure everyone is trained on where to be and what, what you should and shouldn't be doing, especially. If you're one of the guys in the middle of the field, right, there's so yes. many things happening that part of your job, uh, the biggest part of your job, is to just not yeah. be part of the play. And so if there's a play, if there are four runners, clearly it's like they're all running toward the end zone. There's a deep pass happening. You can kind of see their eyes all going up. Wouldn't you just stop like 20 yards short? You can still see everything playing out in front of you. What are you doing? <laughs> And then why are you accelerating into the play? It's, he, so he, weird. it's like he jumped into the fire. I know. It's oh like, God. I if this is hot. Oh my God, I'm going to jump into the fire. It would be the only the only on-field type comparison that I can come up with is it would be like if the second base ump grabbed the baseball. Like it's a ground ball and it's coming at him and he freaks out. He dives on it like a grenade. It's like you're not supposed to feel the ball, dude. <laughs> Oh, man. Or, or like an NBA ref just setting a pick or something, yeah. right? Yes. And it resulted in a freaking touchdown. And it's I, I hate blaming officials, but this was no. this was the worst possible thing. Yeah. And then, of course, they go to the review booth for, I don't know, I, I guess they were reviewing whether he was down before the end zone. Yeah. And, yeah. and fans were mad because, well, can't you overturn that? You can't. No. There's no rule. The, the official, if the official gets in the way, it's it's no different than like, a blade of grass getting in the way. He's part of the field. So, Steve, yeah. Steve, what are you doing, guy? Let's take a deep <laughs> if breath. If I'm the Vikings, I am very glad to now be done with that crew. I, I believe it's the Jerome Bulger crew. That's the Bulger crew. I am. It's one of the worst. How do you know they're I'm done glad with to that be done crew? With them. Do you get one I think crew? you get. I think you get one official, a different official for each game. I don't really. Think you, okay. I don't think you ever repeat unless you get to the playoffs. <laughs> but then it's those All Star crews, and I can tell you right now, Jerome Boger ain't going to be the ref for an All Star crew. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about him uh, in Philadelphia or something in the NFC Championship game. Ah, oh, amazing. So, all right, Steve. <laughs> thanks for some entertainment. That would have been much less funny for Vikings fans had they lost that game by a touchdown or three points or something. Yeah, can we see uh can we see frosted out Kirk one more time here for the YouTube viewers? Look at this guy. Oh man. It's hilarious. This is is this the happiest Kirk Cousins has been in his professional life on this plane in that moment with his shirt off? 
I think it's got to be, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, definitely since we've started to watch him without a question. Now, I don't know if there were some fun years in Washington or not. I just didn't really, like, I, I know the, the end was not fun for him, yeah. but I got to think so. We, we did have another you like that in the post-game huddle we break. Did. So yes, we definitely we have to grab that for, for future button bar usage. Yes, we did. Love a, a third iteration of it. The dance is so great, though. Little, I love the dance. The elbows up. It reminds yeah. me of myself. Right. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Uncomfortable, but he's willing to try it. <laughs> oh, I'm open-minded, but I'm going to... Yeah. Well, I know I'm going to look like a moron, but it's actually fun. So It's funny I'll how like, usually that stuff... I don't know that they that he knew that he was going to be on Instagram Live, but obviously... I love how everyone's got their phone out, too. That's the thing. Now, everyone takes their phone out immediately. Yes. And the Vikings it's immediately good. posted it on theirs, and then now it's all yes. over the internet, so... Uh, all right, there's 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 more. We're going to get into statements on Mackie and Judd. So there's, believe it or not, there's even more where this came from, recapping just uh, a thrilling victory for the Vikings. And again, thanks to everyone who came out to first round for the Surly Purple Daily viewing party at Mall of America yesterday. Uh, that was awesome. We don't have any right now. We don't have any uh, viewing parties on the docket for the rest of the regular season. We kind of had two in mind that we that we were going to do. Um, but maybe if they get to the playoffs, we'll maybe we'll do another gathering or something. So we'll, we'll we'll keep you guys posted going forward here. But this has been Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. See you tomorrow. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, My Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.